Watershed Voice, community-supported journalism. everybody welcome back to the spartans to the wolverines to the beards podcast if you don't recognize my voice i'm back it's jordan took a few week hiatus you know life and such happens but i'm here lane's here howdy the the band is back together we are ready for another glorious episode we are ready to dive into some high school basketball and then we're going to really hit on the main the real main topic this week will be college basketball as the rest of the sports world's kind of toned down a little bit for the time being and college basketball's really hitting its peak i think we can probably say that's fair yeah i would say so so we'll do that we will recap the high school we'll touch on michigan michigan state maybe a little overall ncaa and and everything, and we'll probably just shut this episode down this week. Not going to be a whole lot of different topics, but what we will discuss will be in depth and will be detailed. So before we get started too much, we've got to do our shameless plugs. You know, follow us on all of our social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you're at. Look us up, Spartans, Wolverines, Beards. We're on there. We'd appreciate it if you'd be on there. Give us a like, give us a share, follow, all that stuff. It helps. Also, we want to say thank you to the Watershed Voice. If you have not looked into the Watershed Voice yet, please do so. They are your local resource for anything and everything you need at a very friendly rate. Uh, they, you know, I think I really summed it up in just those few words. It's, it's all your local information in one little spot. That was beautiful, Jordan. I, I, I give you credit for that. That was beautiful. You know, everybody take people take two weeks pauses these these time of years, and they come back better than ever. And I feel refreshed and rejuvenated. <laughs> Plus, I got a couple summer shandies sitting next to me, so that makes life a little better. You know, it's warm outside. Yeah, it's 42 some degrees, man. It's it's a tropical friggin' heat wave for Michigan. Walked outside in a t-shirt today just because I could. Oh, yeah, America. That's what I do, walk out with yeah. shorts. I'm that guy. I am that yep. guy. Absolutely. So before we get into the high school basketball, the one, I guess, kind of news topic right now, for those of you that haven't heard, and it's late breaking news um, out in California, I believe is where it was at. Tiger Woods um, was in a pretty serious car accident early this morning. It sounded like 7.40-ish local time. A single car accident. Um, Anybody that's seen the pictures or whatever that's rolling around social media, it looked like it was pretty bad. Uh, They said the jaws of life had to be used to get him out of the car. And a statement from his agent said that he's been in surgery. Sounds like injuries to both legs not really a whole lot more information on severity or anything or what exactly happened but you know we hope we hope for the best for for tiger but when you when you hear that you just can't you can't help but think the worst case scenario with you know his past and what had happened but we'll leave that open to see what happens and what comes out but Definitely the pictures and everything didn't look great. No, not at all. I mean, and you hope that it sounds like everything that it sounds like is he broke both legs. Um, at least that's what's been reported. 
Um, granted that all could change in the next 20 minutes or five minutes or whatever. But I mean, man, you hope that out of any athlete that can overcome serious issues. I mean, we've gotten used to that with Tiger Woods and you just hope that he can come back healthy, strong, and, and maybe that hopefully won't be the last we see of him. Yeah, that's the big thing. Is this the end of Tiger Woods? With I mean, he's had so many issues with his back and everything going into it. Now, golf. One thing you got to have is your legs, mm-hmm. you know. And so, hope for the best for Tiger. You know, he's a legend. He's one of the goats of golf for sure. And anybody around our age, even if you weren't a golf fan, you enjoyed watching Tiger Woods in his prime because it was just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So, hope for the best for Tiger, and hope that. It was just a, just a horrible accident and nothing more serious comes out of it. So any other news or any other thoughts or anything you wanted to throw in before we get started? No, nah, man, I think it's uh, outside of that. I think it's been a kind of slow news month for in the sports world. If you could say that. Yeah, that, that's fair. I definitely think that's fair. All right. So let's get into the high school basketball. Those of you that listened last week, Lane jumped on on his own and did just kind of a quick little recap of the local high school basketball scene. Um, We've been kind of going back and forth on the best way to attack this because it's just so much information with, with all the games that happen and us recording just once a week. And there's, you know, every school seems like they're playing three, four, five games in between. And it's just hard to get into actual full game recaps. So we're going to just give you the rundown of what each school did, wins and losses, and maybe if there's a key point from any of those games, we'll throw those in there. But it's just it's just too much. It's a lot of information, and we don't want to overwhelm everybody with what we're doing. Did I did I, did I hit that right? Did that sound no, good? I, felt like I, I think no, I think you're good, man. I I mean, really, just to reiterate that, like Jordan said, there's so many stinking games right now. Um, It'll be a three-hour podcast if we have to cover everything. Uh, we've got at least one note for one of the games that we'll bring up, and I think we'll, going forward, I think that's what we're just going to try and target is if there's notable highlights from either boys or girls matchups, we'll jump into them from there. Yeah, and by all means, if, if something happens in any of these games or a big milestone or whatever and we miss it, please send us a message, let us know. And we will 100% shout it out on the next podcast. Cause we don't want to miss anything. We want to give every, every student athlete their, their, their time in the spotlight that they deserve and that they earn. But it's like we said, it's a lot. And this isn't something that we're professionals at by any means. Exactly. So, so I think with that, should we dive Let's in? Dive. So we'll start with the top. We got Baroque Bobcats. Looks like we had three games since last recording. And what they go, we have them at three and zero for the week. Is that am I reading that correctly? Yes, sir. They move out of the season five so, and two. So they have wins over Battle Creek, St. Philip, Athens, and Hillsdale, Will Carlton Academy. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> uh, and then games coming up this week: three more with Waldron, Litchfield, and then that Hillsdale team again. So Bobcats off to a good start to the year, five and two. And then we move into Centerville. The Bulldogs, two wins, 2-0. and Big wins, really, uh, over Bronson and Hartford. Uh, looks like the Centerville boys are carrying over the success from the football field to the basketball court. Yeah, I can only imagine that grittiness doesn't stop on the football field for, for Centerville. 
For sure. Well, I mean, you looked at that Centerville team, and they had – there was a lot of size on the football field. you got to imagine a lot of those kids are playing basketball, and that size will obviously translate to the basketball exactly. So two more games this week for the Bulldogs. They got at Cass and at Marcellus, Lane's alma mater. Yes, sir. You, uh, you got any, uh, you got any faith in your hometown team there? Or? You know, they've Marcellus has a really good player uh, named Gavin Etter, who actually eclipsed this past week of the thousand point club, and I think he was the fourth in Marcellus history to do it. Um, Marcellus is usually a a pretty good basketball school. Last season they had a really good season. This year they've they're had their ups and downs, but I think that can be you know, considered considering everything that's happened in the world. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting game for them. Um, I like Marcellus a lot because they are not afraid to shoot the three ball. But the way it looks at Centerville, they are not afraid to shoot it either. So that one could be a fun one on the 26th. Yeah, Centerville's had some pretty high-scoring games, 72, 77 points. That's pretty good for high school Yeah, very basketball. good. Oh, moving into our next group, we got Colin started out 3-0. Um Three games this week, Menden, Hillsdale, and then Howard's, Marcellus Howardsville. So, Magi starting off to a good start to their season as well. Uh, into Constantine for the boys. Uh, Falcons off to a rough start this year, 0-4 so far with losses to Hackett and Schoolcraft here this following week. Uh, a couple games, or three games this week to try to right the ship. Uh, Parchment, Delton Kellogg, and Galesburg Augusta. So, we'll see if the Falcons can can get things turned around. Yeah, and you know, Jordan, and one of the things I've read about Constantine is that from everything I've read, it sounds like they're having a lot of shooting woes right now, uh, either on the free throw line or just in general. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see what they can do and where they can turn around. I mean, there's some decent games in there. So, I mean, Falcons are going to have to turn around pretty quick, but they've got time. Yep. Now into the Marcellus-Howardsville-Christian combo here so i'm curious so we have centerville at marcellus and then we have marcellus howardsville christian that's the same thing here right uh no that is not howardsville christian is uh st joe county they're the uh the eagles um and then marcellus of course is the wildcat so i mean it's it's kind of confusing um but howardsville christian is like right outside of the cast county line gotcha um, okay and actually they're probably the hottest team i would say in st joe county right now yeah, it looks like 6-0, and a couple good wins, a couple big wins, and then a close one with Bridgman. Uh, taking on this week Kalamazoo's homeschooled team, which was – that was a shocker to me. I didn't know that was a thing. But that's cool that kids that choose the homeschool route get an opportunity to participate in the sports. I do mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and then at St. Joe Lake, Michigan, and at Colon. So we'll see if this team stays hot and keeps rolling early on. Uh, moving down the list, Menden uh, falling to 0-3 so far, so kind of like Constantine, off to a rough start. Really got a tough loss with Decatur and then kind of got smacked around by a White Pigeon team, so they need to rebound and rebound in a big way. Uh, they're at Cohen and uh, at home versus Hartford this week, so we'll see if the Hornets can also get this season righted. Can I can I just throw it in there? I liked the, the rebound kind of pun in there. That, that. Uh, I, I tend to, I tend to be you are very, you are a punny individual, Jordan. And I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. I didn't even realize. I know, and it just that. flowed naturally. I just I just wanted to give yeah. you kudos. Just wanted to give you kudos. It's just it's just once you do this for so long, you're just, just naturals. Flows. 
All right, moving into the last few schools here for the boys, and then Lane's going to hit the girls, and then we will keep moving on. Sturgis uh, moves to 2-2 two and two on the year. Uh, tough loss at home against Edwardsburg, and then a good win against uh, the Allegan Tiger team. Uh, so they go 1-1 one one on the week, and they've got games at Niles, at Vicksburg, and at home against Dowagic this week, so a good chance here to get a few wins. Uh, I imagine that Niles game will be interesting. Niles is a pretty big school. I know Vicksburg's been off to a tough start this year, so see see if the Trojans can can build on some winning. Yeah, here. and and to touch just real quickly on the Trojans, uh, their point guard uh, Thomas Karowski, who is actually uh, University of Chicago bound uh, this year, uh, also eclipsed the thousand point club. Um, and I believe, let me see here, I believe he's averaging twenty seven point six points a game right now. So. In high Ooh, school, that is a remarkable stat. Yeah, that'll, yeah, that'll get the job done. That'll definitely do. Well, congratulations to him. And we'll look forward to seeing how far we can take Absolutely. this year. Uh, last two teams we got here. Three Rivers moves to four and two. Uh, a good win against Dwajak. A very tight win against an Allegan team. Tough loss to a perennially good uh, Seago team and then a pretty convincing win against Vicksburg. So cats have been busy so far. Looks like this boys team is pretty good. Um, you know, anytime your, your only loss of the week is to uh, Seago who has been good in basketball for as long as I can remember, that's a pretty good week. So, you know, cats have two more this week with Pawpaw coming to town tomorrow and then go into Edwardsburg. So that'll be interesting because, you know, Edwardsburg is basically Penn High School North. And they just recruit everybody from northern Indiana that doesn't want to go to Penn High School. So it'll be interesting to see how the Cats continue to roll, four and two mm-hmm. so far. And then our last boys team, the White Pigeon Chiefs, they are 1-0. and We touched on it earlier with a big win against Mendham where they scored 76 points. So curious to see what this white pigeon team is. They got three games this week starting tonight with Bangor, and then they have Cass coming to town and Bloomingdale. So Chiefs scored 76 points in their first game against Menden. So there's some offense there, and that'll be interesting to see where they go this week. I'll be interested to see what our recap is for for next week. Yeah, me too. I that's I'm very interested in this white pigeon team. For sure, that that's that's intriguing. When you, I mean, we say. High school basketball scoring 76 points is a lot, but then you also consider that it's a small school like White Pigeon. You know, that's, you know, you usually see lower scoring games. Yeah, that's that impressive. Level. No matter where you cut it. All right. So I'm going to give my voice a break. Lane, why don't you pound out some of these, uh, these girls? All scores right. So starting off, we're going to just lead off with Burrow, Bob, Lady Bobcats. Uh, currently sitting at two and three. Looks like they went one and one last week uh, on the 18th. Went to Coldwater Pansophia Academy, if I'm butchering that, which I'm sure I am. Uh, <laughs> one on the road, 64 to 24. Uh, the next day, they were on the road to Athens, lost 6 to 47. Uh, they're going to look to avenge those losses, though, starting tonight at home against Waldron and on the 25th at home against Litchfield. So then the next team we're going to go over is the Centerville Lady Bulldogs. Uh, lost a close one at home to Hartford, uh, 47 to 41. Uh, that's their only game played so far this season. Uh, so they're sitting at 0-1, but they have Castleopolis at home tonight, and they travel to Marcellus on the 26th. 
so then the next team are the colon lady magi which are i believe this colon ladies basketball team is a pretty stout team um so yeah it's kind of it's kind of looking that way based on yeah the I, i'm pretty sure this is a good team um so last week uh they went uh 2-0 uh, first win was 50 to 25 on the road at Bellevue, uh, followed up on the 19th, a decently close game, 37 to 24 at home against Climax Scots. Uh, tonight they're home against Battle Creek Calhoun Christian. Uh, they follow up on the 25th at home against Hillsdale Academy and the 27th. They are home also against Marcellus Howardsville Christian. Uh, next team we're going to go is, uh, Constantine Lady Falcons. Uh, they went 0-2 last week, so that brings their season total to 2-2. Uh, on the 17th, lost on the road to Hackett. Hackett is always a perennially good, solid program, no matter what sport it's in. Uh, and then they lost at home to Schoolcraft, to the Lady Eagles. Uh, if you're familiar with the program or familiar with the area, Schoolcraft Lady sports is always incredible. Um, so not a horrible loss for Constantine. Uh, they look to right the ship tonight, though, at home or on the road to, at Parchment. And then they follow up with a couple games at home against Don Kellogg. And on the 26th, they're at home against Galesburg, Augusta. So that I think you, I think you could probably say Schoolcraft's just good at everything. Yeah, right I think that's. Guys, girls, I don't think it really Yeah. That's, that seems like everything you look at, that schoolcraft, they're just doing something right there. And I think they're getting a lot of, kind of like I said with Edwardsburg, you know, a lot of kids that didn't want to go to Penn High School kind of want to go to something small, they go up to Edwardsburg. Well, I think schoolcraft's the beneficiary of any kids that are in the Kalamazoo or area or surrounding area and want to go to a little bit of a smaller school, kind of make the short drive you know it's funny because that was about exactly what i was gonna say you see same wavelengths yep. two weeks off same wavelengths yeah great, hey, great, great minds great minds great minds uh yeah. so then we'll go on to the uh, howardsville christian lady eagles uh they're currently sitting one and two looks like they had a couple games canceled last week due to covid uh so tonight they're on the road at st joseph lake michigan catholic uh, and it looks like they're round out the week on the road on the 26th they're going to athens factoryville christian that's a mouthful. And on the 27th, they go to Colon to take on the Lady Magi. Uh, so then we're looking at the Mendon Lady Hornets, who went 1-1 one and one last week. Uh, 19th won a pretty impressive score, 49-24 to 24 at home against the Decatur Lady Raiders. Uh, and then on the 20th, they lost a close game to White Pigeon, 39 to 35 tonight. They're on the road to all clear. That's a haul. That's yeah, that's a, a drive. Uh, <laughs> I know people that from Centerville that have, they talk about having to make the drive over there. Oh, that's a haul. Uh, and then on the 26th, mm-hmm. they're at home against Hartford. Uh, we'll go ahead and get into Sturgis Trojans. Uh, they went, let's see, one and two last week. Uh, Started off the week not on a hot note. Uh, loss at home or on the road to Plainwell, 40-17. Followed up to another loss on the road, 51-13. to But then on the road again to Allegan, seems like they started to write the scoring woes, uh, 135-31. to 
uh, tonight they're at home against Niles, followed by tomorrow night at home against Vicksburg, and then on the first they go to Dwajak. So then we're going to go on to our hometown Lady Cats, uh, three of us Lady Cats, if you did not know that. Uh, so, <laughs> so last Monday went on to the road to Dwajak, did a pretty significant job, 53-12, to 12, winning that game. Uh, followed up on the 17th at home against Allegan, 61-37. to 37. The 20th won against Otsego, 59-42. to 42. Then they lost a heartbreaker to Vicksburg at Vicksburg, 49-44. Uh, tomorrow night, they are on the road against Pawpaw. And on the 1st, Edwardsburg rolls into town. So then closing out our lady basketball teams, White Pigeon. Uh, could you call them the Lady Chiefs? Lady Chiefs, mm-hmm. uh, uh, one at home, as I already said, 39 to 35. So that brings them to one and zero on the season. But tonight they're on the road at Bangor. Tomorrow night they go to Homer. Uh, and then they close out the week at home against Cassopolis. And they start on the first at home against Bloomingdale. Yeah, that's a, that's a mouthful that's of games a for sure. That's a, that's a lot of games. Very interesting. Very interested to watch that Three Rivers team for the for the Lady Cats. I know Jason Bingaman has had a pretty good run there with them over recent years. I know that, and even back to the days when I was in school, those those girls teams seem to always be very very competitive. So, I'll be very curious to see how how that Cats team does. Yeah, this year. exactly. I mean, there's a whole lot of talent on that team. Um, same with like we had said, there's a there's a few teams out there that's got a really good amount of talent. So I'm going to be interested to see as the season progresses, as adversity continues to show its face, because we know COVID ain't going anywhere. So we're going to be seeing some adversity coming out there. So it's going to be interesting to see where these teams end up. Yep. We've already got one state title since the pod started. We're covering local sports and we might as well make it two for two with the season. So we need a basketball team to make the run. So, okay. Do we have anything else local sports wise? I know we, that was a big. No, nah, man. I so. think uh, I think we're ready to talk some uh, college basketball. Let's talk some more hoops. So we're gonna take an unpaid break. Shameless plug. And if you want to sponsor us, give us a holler. We'll take it anytime, any way you want to do it. And we'll be right back. All right, everybody. We're back from our unpaid sponsored commercial break notice how we keep throwing that out there it's unpaid unsponsored i mean like we're open for basically anything we're open for anything yeah i mean i mean hot now if you want to sponsor us i'm repping one of your shirts right now now i mean now you're speaking my language i'm a fat guy yeah you see hot now only one that's like the mecca for fat people in michigan especially since it's the only one left in existence isn't it exactly I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hot now. If you got somebody out there listening to us, hook your boys up. Holler at your boys. Holler at your boys. Take uh, some cheese curds. Oh, man. Cheesy tots or whatever the heck they All are. those cheesy tots. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, fire. Okay. We got to get off this. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So with that, uh, we'll just uh, going to throw it over here to Jordan for the past couple weeks, some uh, – Interesting developments for Michigan State. I guess you could say interesting if it means they're winning. Um, and Michigan, speaking of winning, continues to win. Um, 
So, Jordan, like, why don't we go ahead and cover some of these basketball teams? We'll maybe do a little national scene. And then I just got a, a couple questions for you on your thoughts of some of the, the smaller rumors swirling about Michigan. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's do Michigan State first because I do think more of – more of the topic right now is what of what Michigan's doing. So, um, those of you that have been following us know Michigan State's been in kind of a tailspin this year. They haven't been able to get their footing pretty much at all. You know, they've they they stumbled out of the gates early on. They got a win against the Duke team, but then really from there it's been bad. And they had a bunch of COVID cases, so it's like, God, this team just need they, – they, they almost just wanted the season to end. Come back out of it and, you know, the dink and dunk, get a win against Nebraska, a win against Penn State, the teams at the bottom, then get smoked by Iowa, get beat by Purdue. Then Saturday happens, and they go down to Indiana and beat a Hoosier team that, according to most bracketologists, is in the field right now. So, you know, that puts them at 11-9. and nine. Five and nine in the conference, eleventh overall in the conference. So it's not ideal. Like you hear those numbers and you kind of still get to that whole wolf feeling, like eh. But the only thing that Michigan State has right now is the fact that what's in front of them. And and let's let me preface this with saying that the Purdue game they lost, they looked better it was a sloppy game but you felt like there was a little more cohesion then the indiana game started out sloppy but then the back half i guess of that game looked really good you know they there was flow on offense they were making shots the defense had ratcheted up so these last couple games there's been signs of life and they have six games left tonight they're at home against illinois Illinois is a juggernaut. They're, they're kind of mowing teams down right now. And they got Ohio State at home on Thursday. They got to go, go to Maryland. They have India, that Indiana team coming back in next week, and then the back-to-back with Michigan to end the year. So everybody, you hear that, and you go, you know, that doesn't sound good. But if you're a Michigan State fan, you have to look at it with, you have four games against top five teams. There is a window here that you can play your way back into the tournament conversation. Now you got it's it would be damn impressive because you've got to beat some of the teams that many teams have not been able to beat. But the fact of the matter is, with the way the schedule lays out, if they can beat Maryland, beat Indiana, and they can steal one or two of these other four games going into the Big Ten tournament, they'll be on the bubble. They might be just on the outside of it, but they'll be on the bubble. No doubt. So it'll be interesting. I'm very curious to watch tonight. I want to see how they look against Illinois. Honestly, I think if they can win this game tonight, then you have a legitimate reason to watch. I think, okay, now this team, can they get it done? Can they get the three more wins that they need to really feel like they have a chance? If they lose tonight, I think it gets a lot harder because then you're asking that they got to win, I think, four out of five. Worst case scenario, three out of five, and I think that's tough. So the game tonight is really, really important for Michigan State. And you know, Jordan, it's interesting because I've I have I have seen it thrown out there, and it's it's interesting, and I I think it's wrong, but I've been seeing starting to see comparisons of this Michigan State team to the, what was it the was it the twenty thirteen 
Yukon Huskies with Kemba? Oh, uh, I think no, because twenty thirteen Michigan was there. Okay. Uh, I had I think was it twenty ten, twenty eleven. Or is it twenty? I know what you're talking about. The team that got in at like an eight or a nine seed. And yeah, ran. and just ran it. Um, there's I, not the there's the, not the talent there. No, the horses that, aren't there, there, but yeah. Um, no, I don't see that. So now, and and, and this is just a, a hypothetical question to you, Jordan. Now I know you said you think you know they they have to win. I mean, at least sixty percent of these games. Now, say I think I think if you go three and three. Three and three, and you and one of those wins is at least. I guess I don't know. That doesn't work. I don't know. Four and two might be the minimum you need. Well, and see, and that was my question for you: is say we play Illinois tonight, and say we play Illinois tough, and say Illinois wins seventy-eight seventy-one, and then Thursday night we play Ohio State, and say by some miracle we squeak it out. Um, and then say we do well against Maryland, Indiana, and say then against Michigan. Say at Ann Arbor, we lose by like three, and then say we say we lose at home again. Do you think that they'll take in consideration the past oh how month for this Michigan State team and maybe put them in? So the only thing I will say about that is basketball is not like football. Close losses are never looked at. Okay. A loss is a loss in college basketball. Okay. It doesn't matter if you lose by 50 or by one. A loss is a loss. There's no metric. Now, there is. But there's no, like, metric that the committee uses to say, well, Michigan State lost six games by less than five points. That's not a thing. Okay. It's did you win or did you lose? That that. And so, I think for moral purposes and for, like, making you feel a little bit better about where the future is, that's good. But – it, you got to win. I mean, my opinion, I actually think that the Ohio State game is the best matchup for them because Ohio State's not a team that is a has a dominant big. You know, Illinois, mm-hmm. which is where Michigan State struggled. Illinois has Kofi Colbert. Michigan's got Hunter Dickinson. Those are terrible matchups for Michigan State because they just have had no post presence at all. So Ohio State will be, will be the big one. If they can steal that one and then win both Maryland and Indiana – that means you just have to take one of the back-to-backs with Michigan, and now you're in the conversation. Interesting. So I think that I think that has to be the route. You have to beat Ohio State. You've got if you lose to Maryland and Indi- or Indiana, either one of those, it's over. You've got to win both of those. You need that Ohio State game, and then just split with Michigan. And back-to-backs are hard. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's Thursday, Sunday, so it's not like it's a back-to-back day, but it's still back-to-back games. That's hard to win both those games. Yeah no matter how good the team is. So I think that's the route because I honestly I don't – tonight I don't think is a good matchup for them. We'll see. If they put up a fight, I think you have to feel better about the last five games. That's fair. That's kind of, that's kind of where I stand with it. And I really think it's interesting what is going to happen with a lot of these players because you got guys like Rocket Watts who just seems unhappy and Aaron Henry who flirted with the NBA and all these bigs that aren't getting the playing time that they thought they were going to get. You just lost a five-star recruit because you said they got all these bigs coming back. Like what's, what's going to happen with the makeup of this team? And I think these last five games will help dictate that. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And, you know, and actually I, I was going to talk about Rocket Watts. To me, I think he's, I think he's out. I think he wants out of there. 
Uh, he seems checked mm-hmm. out. He wants to be that ball dominant shot trucker, and that's not a Tom Izzo thing. You're not gonna. Do no, that. it's never been a Tom Izzo thing, and it never will be. So. My one question there: Do you think Tom Izzo's getting to the end of his role? You know, I, I think he's been at it for a long time. You know, it's you and I kind of talked about that. I think was it was the last time we were together? Uh, maybe I can't remember. But I, to me, it kind of it's it's starting to look like the end of an era. I mean, this is kind of how it starts, right? Is that a coach, you know, they start seeing these games that they and the teams that look good on paper and, you know, they think they should be a good team and then it just starts to struggle. Well, then the disconnect comes from the players and then you get all these big recruits and now the recruits don't want to come in. It's, I'm a little alarmed, but I think I would be, I will be more alarmed going into next season if we start losing more recruits and we start getting a lot more transfers out because then that's telling me there's something within that system and that program that just ain't working anymore yeah that'll be the interesting thing because if there's there's one thing that michigan state has always been able to avoid and it's just befuddled me how but they have never i can't and there it's some kind of long streak i can't tell you the last player that transferred out of Michigan State. Yeah. It's it's been an extremely long time. Like I'm talking 15 to 20 years since a player has transferred out. It's 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 extremely long. Right. We'll lose recruits. So that but... just Yeah, that that just speaks to the issues. If players if we're even talking about a Rocket Watts wanting to transfer, there's issues. Well, and I mean, I think part of the issue is too is that Izzo is another one of these guys that is very old school mm-hmm. and it's let's feed our bigs. Let's, you know, go about it this way. And it's not, it's not the way the game is now. I mean, right. the old days, I mean, even, even a couple of years ago with like Xavier Tillman, Draymond Green, guys like that, it's not that way anymore. Um, I mean, teams like Golden State, it's trendy to shoot the three ball and that's what everybody wants to do now, because if you can shoot the three ball, you have a great chance of making the league. Right. Well, and I think and we've, we, we're beating a dead horse here, but I think one of the things also is Izzo's always been very critical of the transfer portal and never been a big guy to get into it. Yep. And obviously he has Joey Hauser, who is a transfer, but I think Cassius Winston is a blessing and a curse because it's great because you had him for four years and he's one of the best players to ever come through there. And you had a point guard for four years, but you couldn't get a point guard in there because they want to play right now. And Cassius Winston's there and you knew he was going to be there. So the lack of point guard and the inability to go get one through the transfer market, like Juwan Howard did with Mike Smith is really looming large right now for Tom. Oh, yeah. And, I, can I say, though, I mean, like, and we talk about the point to Cassius Winston. Can I, I mean, is it fair to say that there is a team, one of the teams like Michigan State are one of the biggest casualties of a COVID year? Because last year, going into the Big Ten tournament, you could argue Michigan State was one of the hottest, if not the hottest team in the nation going into the Big Ten play. Tournament gets canceled. March Madness gets canceled. And then now they struggle this year. So, I mean, it could be the ultimate what if. Yeah, no, I agree. You had a team full of guys that were ready to make their last run and then they didn't get a chance Mm -hmm. to do that. 
Yep, I agree. So it'll be interesting to see. This week will tell a lot for the Spartans, and we will know. I think we will know. But by the next time we record, you will know if Michigan State has a shot or if it's if the dream is yeah. done. So we thought they were dead, but it, there's signs of life. We'll see if they can stay afloat. So now let's get into the complete opposite of the spectrum, uh, the Michigan Wolverines. So Michigan, I haven't talked to you guys since Michigan's really came back. Sunday's win against Wisconsin, and then the Rutgers win last Thursday, and then this past Sunday, one of the most entertaining games I've ever watched, not just being a Michigan fan, like any basketball game, Sunday's game against Ohio State was just fun. I mean, did you watch any of it? No, I didn't, but I've heard a lot about it. Man, it was just it was just high-level basketball. I mean, it was two teams just throwing their best punches at each other for 40 minutes. Both teams made tough shots all game long. I mean, Ohio State went, uh, they shot, it was like 60-something percent from two, 50-something from three, and 90 from the free throw line. Like, it was, it was insane, the offense in that game. And it wasn't because of a lack of defense. Both of these teams made tough shots. Um. I'll be hard-pressed to believe that there's going to be a better game in this college basketball season. One singular game. Now, maybe the national championship game, depending on the matchup we get, could be that or a Final Four game, something like that. But I just don't see another game on the schedule anywhere that's going to be that kind of high-level game. Like, those two teams put on a show. Now, I say that, and then Michigan's got a tough game Thursday with Iowa coming to town, and then next Tuesday, Illinois comes to town. So you got two more top ten matchups coming up. But I just, I mean, that game was just impressive. And to that point, everything this Michigan team has done this year has been impressive. I mean, this is a team that was picked eighth in the conference to start the year. They're sitting third in the country in every single poll. They've started to receive first place votes in APs. Like I've seen that. So Baylor comes back tonight off of their pause. And everybody says if Baylor comes out and loses a game, that the Michigan will jump them right away. They're third at Ken Palm. They're third at Torvik. They're third in the coaches. They're third in the AP. It was always, you know, there's Baylor and Gonzaga. And then there's everybody else. The national narrative now is there's Baylor, Gonzaga, and Michigan. I mean... It's impressive. I've always been kind of a try-to-play-it-down type of person when it comes to the basketball scene. Just, I don't know why, but I do. And at this point, I just can't. Because every single game, they just come out and find a way to win. They can win a game 92-87, or they can win a game 67-59. I mean, they can play two different styles. They can beat you from the post. They can beat you from the three. They run seven, eight deep. I mean, Juwan Howard is pushing all the right buttons. All of these guys understand their role. When we talk about guys like Mike Smith and Shondi Brown, the transfers, Juwan Howard hit a home run with those two. A home run. Those There's not two better transfers in the country right now. Anywhere in the country. Those two transfers – what they mean to this team and what they've brought to this team has been absolutely perfect. I mean, you could argue that Mike Smith has been better than Xavier Simpson to this point. I mean, he, he has assist to turnover numbers are getting better and better and better. He's shooting an extremely high percent. 
and he seems to just have a grip on this offense. So we talked about Michigan State's road. Michigan's is no easier. Like I said, Iowa Thursday, they got to go to Indiana, and then they got Illinois next week, and then the back-to-back with Michigan State. But, I mean, barring a collapse, this is a team on a crash course with a one seed. And in this year's tournament, that's the most important thing. You want to be a one seed because you don't want to be in that bracket with Gonzaga no. and Baylor. You want to be the on your, in your own bracket where you can get make that run to the Final Four just a little bit easier because you don't want to run into one of those guys in the Elite Eight. So, I mean, everything about this team has been impressive. They're fun to watch. They play for each other. It's just been fun. It's been it's been a nice relief for all the Michigan fans that have suffered through all the shit that has been football <laughs> in the last few years and to enjoy a good basketball season. So I'm looking forward to Thursday. It's going to be another high-scoring game because we know Iowa don't play a lick of defense. And I'll be interested to see what Hunter Dickinson does against Luke Garza. Well, and I think Garza is probably one of the most protected players in college basketball. Just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the dude that dude runs his ass off. He plays hard and he gets away with a lot of chippy things, I guess we'll say in the post. And he the thing the thing about him is he gets a lot of his points because he outworks yeah. you. And if you let him outwork you, he can drop 40 on you. I and mean, he's he's efficient around the rim. It'll be interesting to see the strategy they deploy because it seems like a lot of teams have gone to the double in the post and taking him away, but there's so many shooters around him that you really can't do that. Me personally, I don't do that. I think you let Hunter go one-on-one with him and bang. Tell him, play him straight up. Don't foul. See if he can score over you. You're 7-2. You're a big body. You're If he can beat me scoring 40, then he can beat me scoring 40. That's where I'm sure. at with it. I'm not going to let all these shooters get hot and knock down 10 or 11 threes. I'm not going to do it. So I'll be interested to see the strategy. Um, Hunter Dickinson's done nothing but impress all season. I don't see why this isn't going to be another fun game Thursday night. And then the really big one is next Tuesday because Illinois fans start talking all that shit on Twitter. and I can't wait for that game. I want all the smoke. Next Tuesday. We're going to be off this podcast early next Tuesday because i got to be in front of the TV ready for that game to start. I can tell you that right I'm just now. going to be here and you're smacking your wrist when we're talking, going, hurry up. Yeah, because I want all the smoke. All, all of it. it. I mean, Illinois fans, for anybody that doesn't know, they've been all over Twitter saying Michigan was ducking them because the game got canceled because oh, of COVID. Jesus. Anybody that was with a brain cell knows it wasn't Michigan that shut down. It was state recommendation that shut them down. They didn't have any positive tests. They wanted to keep playing. Get out of here with that ducking bull crap. Shut up. <laughs> Jordan's fired up. Yeah, let's go. Get me some. So this Michigan team has been impressive. I'm, I'm excited to see where the rest of the year goes, and I'm ready for the tournament down in Indy. By the way, can I just say that moving the tournament all to Indiana and doing it the way they're doing it, I love. I think it. it's smart with a COVID, with a COVID year doing it the way they're doing it. It's brilliant, and Indiana is like the mecca of basketball. So let's, yeah, let's go. I'm all about it. Sign me up. You're, you're fired. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. Yep. you're ready. So, so what do you're you got for me? You said you had a couple questions. Let's hear them. All right. 
And if one of them's what ready. I think all it right, is, so, we're gonna shoot it down really quick. All right, so I so I already could ask it, but you know what? So the first one's gonna be is Juwan Howard the coach of the year? I think that's an easy question. Yeah. I say I yeah. mean, I understand the arguments for a few other guys. The only problem I have with the other arguments, like a Scott Drew and a Mark Few and even a Chris Holtman or Brad Underwood, those guys, those teams were supposed to be good. You know, Gonzaga was supposed to be undefeated. Baylor was supposed to be a top-five team. Like I said, Michigan was picked eighth in the conference this year. So, for me, with what they've done, with where they were supposed to be, yeah, I think he has to be the coach of the year. Okay. All right, so then going along that line, um, you knew it was going to happen, um, whether it's perpetuated by Twitter Twitter fingers or if it's, you know, actual legitimacy to no. the question. But do you th- see? <laughs> just, let, just, just let me ask I the question. I know where you're going. And no. <laughs> well, the question is, is Juwan Howard going to be an NBA coach? And is he going to leave Michigan? That's, okay, so that's a two-part question. Mm-hmm. Part one, is he going to be an NBA coach? Yes, I think at some point, maybe. Maybe is like the, I could see him doing it, but I don't know. I think, yes, at some point you might see it happen. Next year, hell no. Not even, he won't even entertain the NBA for at least four years. I you want to know why? Well, because of the recruiting he can get. Well, that, but there's another part of that recruiting. His son is on the team right now. And his other son is a senior this year, or a junior this year. And his other son is a top 50 recruit. He's not going to pass up the opportunity to coach his kids at his alma mater. That's not happening. Yeah. You don't see Jawan Howard entertaining any NBA offers, in my opinion, until maybe 2024. And that's only if they win a national title because I think he is hell-bound and determined to get back to that national title game and redeem what happened when he played there. So then now my next question. This is a wild card. Where, if the season ended today and you threw out records and everything talent-wise, where would you put this Michigan team? What do you mean? Like, where would I rank them? Yeah, would you put them like with you know the the Fab Five? Would oh, you you're put talking them... Michigan lore. Oh, yeah. So yeah, 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 this yeah, yeah. this question's been asked all over Twitter lately. I've seen it many times, and I struggle with it because I mean, you go to the Fab Five teams, and you had a bunch of NBA talent, and you go back to the Glenn Rice teams, and then you can even go back to Cassie Russell teams, and those teams were were damn good. But for me, I mean, the season ends right now, so it's hard to say. you got to see where this team gets, but it's hard to beat that 2013 team. The Trey Burke, yeah. the Tim Hardaway, Nick Stauskas, Glenn Robinson. I mean, there's six NBA players on that roster. I mean, everybody forgets that Karis LeVert came off the bench for that team. Yeah, and Karis LeVert might be the best pro right. out of all of them. I mean, that team was historically good, and they were two bad calls in a national title game from having it. I mean, yeah. so to me, they're behind that team for sure. 
I think it's hard to compare the Fab Five in that team because it was such a different generation. Like we said, it's so predicated on the three ball. I think Mm -hmm. athlete to athlete wise, the Fab Five would crush them. I think in today's game, this team probably plays better for today's game. But Jalen Rose would eat some of these dudes lunch. And Chris Webber would be the most athletic dude on the floor. So it's tough. They're definitely a top five all-time team right now, in my opinion. Okay. But I can't get them to one, two, or probably even three until they got to get to that Monday night game, in my opinion. Because I think the 13 team, the Fab Five team, and the 18 team that made the national title game, right now they've got one thing. And even the, the year they won it, what was it? 89 God, I feel bad I think it was 89 that they won it I mean those teams have got to be ahead of them right now because they've been okay. there and they've done that now if this team gets to Monday night or they hang a banner we'll have an argument and we, I mean we'll fight about it I don't, I don't know how I'll feel it's going to depend on how the run goes but right now I think they have a shot at that fifth spot but I can't put them any higher than that yet okay so to be continued Yes, and like you said, the question was that the season ended today. So if the season ended today, they'd be the fifth best team overall, in my opinion. Okay. And that's and that's all I wanted to know. So, we'll see. They have I think they have the they have just as good a shot to get to that Monday night national championship game as anybody in the country. I think that's I think it's an honest They can assessment. they can beat you from fair. five spots. They run eight deep. They have they have size, they have guard play. I mean, they have everything that you look at for a national championship team, and they have it in spades. I mean, and the other thing that doesn't get talked about a lot with this team is they have experience. And don't forget, Isaiah Livers and Eli Brooks were on the last national championship game. They were in that game. They both played in that game. Yeah. So they've got some guys that have been there and know what it takes to get there. That's so important in a COVID year like this. Guys that have, when you get to that tournament, know what it means to stay locked in for six games. That's important. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. I mean, the season's going to be fun. I'm, We're only a couple weeks away from a bracket, and man, I can't wait. You're chomping at the bit. All right. So, uh, do you have uh, any other thoughts on college basketball as a whole, or do you uh, you want to close this? No, we've down? been going for almost a half an hour on it. I think that's probably enough. People are probably tired of listening to me talk. All right. So uh, with that, uh, I guess that we're just going to be wrapping the show up this week. So thank you guys again for listening to us for another week. Uh, If you have not yet, please, 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 please follow us, like us, retweet us, do whatever you can on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, If you have not yet, subscribe, rate us on your favorite podcast streaming sites. That just helps with the algorithms to get us out there a little bit further. And like Jordan likes to say, Tell a friend. Tell one person to listen to us. Tell one person to subscribe to us. Once you do that, we can just can start growing and we can bless more people with our voices. Um, and then also, if you haven't yet, make sure you check out Watershed Voice. Uh, it's a great community-sponsored journalism piece. Actually, fun little thing. There's going to be a new, if you haven't heard it already, there's a new little part that I'm throwing into the podcast this week that just a little, little plug for Watershed Voice. Um, so if you guys haven't yet, make sure you give them a look. Um, and more than anything, just uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. 
Um, and we will see you next week. Go Blue. Go Blue.